justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the 476ers podcast. We are going to be breaking down yesterday's Wizards 76ers game. Uh, You may hear me sneezing and sniffling. Those are my allergies. I do not have the vid of Co. Uh, And also... When it's going to rain or it's raining, my allergies are more severe, and I do believe it started raining. So, uh, yeah, if you ever see me with allergies early in the morning, no, it's probably going to rain that day because that's uh, a thing that happens. I'm sure that happens to a lot of people, and it's just a thing I did not know about. Um, But go for it. My shape-up is looking pretty good right now. I did not give myself a shape-up. This is just my natural glow. Um, Anyway, that's not the point. That is all unimportant. So good morning. Anyway, we won yesterday's game. Somehow we did not give up 250 points to the Wizards. Well, I'm going to tell you how we didn't give 250 points up to the Wizards. It's because the Wizards marched out 17 G Leaguers uh, and a few pro NBA basketball players. They have a couple pros on their team, uh, and the rest are G Leaguers. Um, And our defense played well. Our defense did play well yesterday. Uh, Our offense did not play well. This is the worst defensive team in the NBA all season. Routinely, they've been playing games where – I believe they give up 120 points a game. I mean, it's routine. If you just look at any box score this year of the Wizards, it's like a 135, 140-point slugfest of lack of defense. Um, but no Bradley Beal for a shoulder injury. Uh, no no John Wall. I mean, it's a shame. This was a team that I was actually looking forward to in the bubble because I thought they would have John Wall. I thought they would have Bradley Beal. Rui Hachimura is is looking like a good player, is, is probably going to be a good player. I actually think his ceiling is probably to be the third best player uh, on a team like that. So if John Wall and Bradley Beal, your two best players, and this guy can be your third kind of filling in that Otto Porter role when Otto was there, um, you know, that would be a good situation with Thomas Bryant, who's definitely a good pro. I mean, Ala Nabi was kind of shitting on me yeah, a little bit yesterday, kind of saying, oh, you know, they're going to lose a lot, losing Martian Courts hot. Um, from two years ago, but Gortat just, you know, is slow footed for what he offers it is not enough for what Thomas Bryant offers. I don't, I don't think Thomas Bryant is springier. I think he's, he's better defender around the rim. Maybe he's not as tough as Gortat. So defending someone like Embiid becomes difficult, uh, but defending someone like Embiid becomes difficult for literally every single NBA team in the history of the NBA for teams who did not have a guy like Hakeem you know, or some shit like that. It's very hard to defend, uh, like, very, very good centers. That's why they are, like, you know, Hall of Famers. Anyway, so point being, I like Thomas Bryant a lot. I think he's going to be – I think I think he's a good player. They didn't have David Bertans, who, if you don't remember earlier this year, lit us the fuck up. Uh, I forgot how much he scored. I mean, it felt like he hit 36 three-pointers that game. Um, I, I don't know. He hit all the three-pointers in the NBA in that one game. So, um so they had David, no Davis Burton. So, I mean, that, that's a nice little lineup when you think about it. You know what I mean? When they're actually healthy, if they're marching out John Wall, Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, David Burton, and Thomas Bryant, I would say that's a very, very respectable five. I mean, more than respectable, that's a playoff team. You know what I mean? That, that's for sure a playoff team. So, so uh, And Scotty Brooks has done a good job 
uh, seemingly coaching them, you know, for a team that doesn't have a lot of prospects, the, the fact that they were invited to the bubble. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot that they were invited to the bubble, right? Because look at the record is 24 and 44. Uh, but, you know, I do want to give him a little bit of credit. I think I think a lot of people, including myself, believed he wasn't a good coach. It's really, really hard to tell someone's a good coach, tell if someone's a good coach when you have KD and, and, uh, and, um, and Russell Westbrook your whole career. It, it's kind of, you know, kind of hard to tell if you're a good coach. Um, but it seems like he does a pretty good job here with the Wizards. We'll see when John Wall comes back again. I mean, their offense is mad efficient. Listen, as bad as we were doing, they're about as bad as we were doing the process years. And they're out there putting out, you know, a lot of points typically. So uh, so we we beat them. It was, it was more competitive than I would like. Look, if you're looking at the Sixers right now, and if the Sixers are looking in the fucking mirror right now, there's no way you feel good about uh there's just no way you can feel good one you walked out of this game but let, let's go to the good actually i'm sorry let, let's go to the good we did win the fucking game so let's talk about the good first um ben i, I mean i'm sorry let's start at the top joe uh, well this is not starting at the top as far as my screen but joe joe is reclaimed what we always knew he was two years ago you know what i mean this year was a wash we just he just wasn't into it Last year, he was better. And then two years ago, he was bounce, just bouncy as shit. But this is really last year, Joe. Last year as in uh, 2018, 2019, um, MVP-type Joe, where for the first month of the season, he was averaging like a th- – like for the first two weeks, he was averaging like a 34 and 17 or some crazy shit like that. That is a Joe we have right now in the bubble. Uh, and, and no place, no place signifying. There's a couple ones that really stand out to me about the point that, uh, uh, to the point that he has been bouncier than we've seen him all year. There was the one play in the first quarter where where uh, Isak Banga, uh, I believe I'm saying it right, who I like, another good player I like, Isak Banga uh, gets an offensive rebound. Joe is essentially, Joe goes up to contest uh, a layup. Isak Banga gets the, the, the rebound, and Joe is turned around facing the other court, turns turns back around towards Isak. Isak goes up for the dunk, and Joe blocks it. Now, they call a uh, – they call a – whatchamacallit? They call a uh, a goaltending, but earlier this year, that's just a, a dunk. Joe just watches it happen, you know what I mean, which was what was bothering me, you know, because it's like – it's like we knew Joe to be this guy who would contest every fucking thing around the rim. There was that play. There's a play where he comes back at the end of the game. They call that trash-ass foul uh, on Rui. Rui thinks he has a fast break, goes up for the layup, and Joe chases him down uh, and demolishes that shot. And they call the they call the, they call the uh, uh, a foul because Joe violently blocked it. And and Rui was then dispatched into the 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 rings that are that Dante goes through in the Inferno, uh, and Dante's Inferno. If you know anything about Dante's Inferno, he has to go through the seven rings of hell. Rui is dispatched within to those rings. He is essentially sent to the island and lost. He gets blocked and he is sent off to the lost island where the smoke monster because the smoke monster just blocked his ass. You know what I mean? He's sent off to the lost island. He doesn't know yet. He's dead. If you, I'm sorry if I ruined that for you. If you haven't seen the show, it's 15 years old. Um, anyway, and they call a foul. It was a terrible foul. That was a clean fucking block. Uh, and Joe had a couple of those. I mean, just was contesting everything at the rim. There was a one play where, uh, at the end of the game, 
where Ishmith drives in. And it's not the end. I think this might actually happen in the third quarter. Where Ishmith drives into Joe. Joe just, just launches straight up. It's the most vertical. It's verticality at its best, obviously, because he goes straight up. You know, he's vertical as shit. Except that Joe jumped higher than I think I've ever seen anyone jump when they were doing the verticality. I mean, my man jumped well above the rim. Uh, Joe looks incredible right now. You know what I mean? Joe, and, and at, at one point, Ben goes down, and Joe says, we are not losing this fucking game, I promise you. He scores like 13 straight or 13 to 15, something like that. Uh, it becomes the him and Toby show. Um, so, and, and then the passing. I mean, he only finishes with three assists, but that doesn't even tell the story of how good his passing was this game. Listen, he's never going to be Joker. Joker is, is, and now it's funny because uh, you may have seen um, – uh, Popovich just compared Joker to Larry Bird. And if you've been listening to this podcast a few months ago when me and Vic were talking, I actually did the same thing. I said, in reality, we've been comparing Larry to Luca, and that is not the perfect comparison. They have similar games, but the, 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 the amount of ball handling that Luca does was not Larry's thing. Larry didn't handle the ball as much. Um, Luca is really a cross between James Harden and Larry. A lot of Larry-like qualities, a lot of James Harden-like qualities. Uh, but the the perfect comparison is actually Joker. And Larry was 6'10". Let's not forget, Larry was 6'10". He wasn't short. You know what I mean? And Joker is, I think Joker might be 6'11", 7 foot, something like that. Um, I would say Larry was a little bit more athletic, a little bit faster and quicker than Joker, but similar, similar games. Um, so, So the point being, Joel's never going to be Joker. He's never going to pass the ball as well as Joker does. But right now, I would say he's passing the ball the best we've seen in his career. And this is the type of passing that I think Shaq did. Like, this is Shaq-level passing. And Shaq was a great passer for a big man. It's exactly it. Like, Joker is a great passer for a point guard. You know what I mean? Uh, Shaq was a great passer for a big man. And and whatever has happened over the offseason, maybe Joel was watching a lot of film. I don't know. I don't know how they finally got him to figure this out because it looked like he had taken a step back uh he's figured it out man he's way more aggressive passing out of the double team as opposed to see remember earlier this year he would get double teamed and although i did tweet this yesterday that joel vacillates between one of four things right he vacillates between losing the ball uh falling uh and getting caught for bad fouls and then the rest of the time he's just the best center we've all we've ever seen in our lives um so you know it kind of balances out um but he, he just is more aggressive passing out of the double team, more intentional with passing out of the double team. He does a very, very good job of keeping the ball high. One thing that I considered, actually, and, and they had suggested this on the broadcast um, about, about – they said refs were doing a better job of um, – of hearing fouls maybe because there were more because foul calls are up and I was actually thinking about this against the Spurs that I wonder if Joe can hear that can hear the second defender coming and that's why he's become a better passer you know what I mean he hears the second defender coming he hears teammates screaming you know what I mean uh, and maybe that's becoming that that's making him a better defender so it's going to be really interesting to see when we go back to crowd noise what that's going to be like because. Um, Listen, the amount of noise in the crowd can distort anybody. You know what I mean? It can just become something that is just distorting people's uh, perception. When you're hearing constant, constant noise, um, it can make it hard to concentrate. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when these guys go back to crowd noise, uh, what that's going to be like. And even though the NBA is piping in, 
crowd. I, I guess they, they do pipe in crowds noise into the arena. I guess it's just different. Um, so anyway, Joe's passing really, really well at the double team, uh, triple team, whatever you want to call me. He's getting teamed by every fucking body. You know what I mean? It's like a, a, an Alexis Texas video. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's uncouth, but please do not even don't laugh at that. Um, so, so he's playing, he, he played well, Toby, Toby, uh, uh, not the most impressive Toby game, but got buckets when we needed it. You know what I mean? Again, Toby is really, really filling in what we need him to do. What is, what do we need Toby to do? We need Toby to let the game come to him, do not force things, take the opportunities when they're available. And every once in a while, and listen, when, when you got a mismatch, that's an available opportunity. Um, there was one play that I don't think they actually gave Joe, Joe an assist for, and I, they should have. Joe passed it to Toby on the weak side. Uh, Toby uh, pump fakes, one defender out, drives in, does a little Euro step, finger roll that drops that they end up calling a goaltending on, actually. It was going to drop, but – and I don't think – Joel got the, the assist. I think, I think it was just Toby did too much for it to be an assist, but it should be an assist. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, so, so Toby attacking off the dribble, attacking off the catch. Uh, that's exactly right. We don't necessarily want Toby to do too much breaking down. Now, he had one really, really good step back three-pointer on Mo Wagner where, uh, you know, Mo Wagner just didn't do a good job playing defense, gave him way too much space. This is a very good three-point shooter based on his career averages, not based on this year, because based on this year, you would think he's as good as a three-point shooter as Rondo is. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry not to be negative. Um, so, 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 and Toby hit a little step back three pointer. Now, again, I don't want to see Toby doing that shot. He tried another step back three pointer earlier. No, he did a sidestep three pointer at one point after that. He was really getting cute and, and he airballed it. He just, he, he, he didn't airball it as in short. He airballed it as if he misfired this bitch that it, it fired off the side of the boat. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, imagine if you're at sea and you're fighting. Imagine if it's, if he, if he shot that, if he, if that shot was the iceberg that sunk the Titanic, the Titanic would have never sunk, put it that way. Um, so anyway, uh, but besides that, you know, played really, really well. Again, there was that stretch, the one stretch after, after Ben gets hurt. Um, I think Joel scores 13 to 15 and, and, I think him and Toby combined scored 19 or something, 19 straight, either between the two of them. Um, Josh played well. I hit a couple three-pointers, good defensively. That, that's what we need Josh to do. You know what I mean? Around 15 points a game, I think, is where we want to see Josh. I would like to see maybe a, a rebound or two, more assists. But, again, like I mentioned in the other game, look at this Look at this assist spread right here. You know what I mean? No eight, nine assists. Guys, now obviously, we'll probably typically see Ben with seven, eight assists. You know, that's his average. But, you know, two assists for Toby, four assists for Ben, three here, three here, four here, five here, right? That's exactly what you want to see, I think. Um, you want to see guys, um, you know, moving moving the ball, all, all of them, all of them moving the ball. That's a great sign to me. Um, that, that, that's a great sign to me. And, again, it, take it with a grain of salt. The Wizards are one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, so you're going to have high assist totals. But we did see this against the Spurs, um, so, so that's important. Uh, Shake continuing his bounce back. Shake's playing well. Look, uh, shout out to Shane, uh, the homie Shane, who said I didn't give Shake enough credit in the last podcast because I went off the rails really, really early on. Uh, Shake deserves credit. Shake killed it against the Spurs. He played extremely well. Listen, it's very, very difficult to deal with what Shake dealt with. I mean, my man goes against the Pacers, is in foul trouble constantly, gets yelled at ferociously well not ferociously yelled at i guess but you know does get undermined by by joe 
who is the leader of the team, that can be very, very difficult for a young player to uh, to really deal with. You know what I mean? To internalize and move on from, it can be difficult. Credit to Joe for, for again, for, for what I saw in the Spurs game was him uh, definitely doing more than just extending an olive branch, bringing the olive branch to shake and planting it right in his face um, and allowing it to blossom, to allow shake to, to regain his confidence and Shake is continuing that. Shake playing really, really well. Played really well against the Wizards. Had some really, really good defensive plays that were positive. Um, he blocked. You know, it, it's it, it, towards the end of the game as the def as our defense started ramping up because that's that was kind of what was happening. You know what I mean? Our defense started really ramping up at the end of the game uh, when the Wizards actually took the four point lead. We were just like, fuck no. Uh, as soon as Ben leaves again, which we're going to talk about in a second. As soon as Ben leaves, our defense ramps up. And we're like, fuck this. Uh, Shake, see, Shake really, as, as good as Shake can be and as, as confident as Shake is, Shake feeds a lot off of his team. And you can see it. You can see it. Sometimes his defense might be a little bit lax at times. But then when he sees, like, Joe or he sees Ben or he sees these guys uh, seemingly ramp up their defense, get more vocal, get more intense, Shake gets more intense. And as that was happening, there was a, he had a really good block on uh, on Ish Smith, I mean, just straight up, Ish Ish was laying the ball up all over, all just laying up all over us. My man was on vacation at the rim against us, just laying up everywhere, and Shake, uh, you know, just 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 stuck with him on the drive the entire way, uh, elevated and blocked his shot straight up, no cap, no no weak side, nothing, just a straight up block. Uh, Shake had a, a played really really well, so so credit to Shake. I want to give Shake all the credit in the world. He played great. Um, Al Horford played well, two points, 10 rebounds, five assists. Again, that's what we need from Al. We do not, Al will never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever, again, ever, ever, never in this world, ever, never, ever again, be the focal point of an offense. He never was the focal point of an offense. Al is not that type of player. He can be the guy who initiates an offense for sure. You put, you plant him at the top of the key maybe or put him at the post. He can initiate your offense. He can get you guys in a good set. He makes good passes. Again, five assists here, the leader on our team last night, uh, a very good passer. Uh, but he is very much a I can get I can hit the open three-pointer. I can get a bucket here and there when we need it. But he is not the focal point of an offense. Even when he was at his best on the Celtics, at his best on the Hawks, that was never the player he was. Uh, Al, he, Al will go into the Hall of Fame one day. Understand that. And he's going to go into the Hall of Fame for being the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate role player. If he is your best player, you may not go that far depending on the team you've built around him, right? He's from the Tim Duncan school. The difference is that Tim can get you a bucket when you needed a bucket. That's not what he wants to do. But if he needs to get you a bucket, he's getting you a bucket. Al Horford is never going to have a 30 and 15 in the finals, not even in his prime. I'm sorry. Um, but he is from that school, the ultimate uh, teammate, the ultimate fill-in, I get the glue guy. I can do every single thing on this basketball court. I can grab a rebound and go coast to coast. I can grab a rebound, initiate our offense. I can block shots. I can get steals. I can lock down a defender. I can guard on the perimeter. I can shoot a little bit. I can score in the post a little bit. He can fill every, every hole. This is exactly where we need Al to be. This is the pocket we need him to be. You're not going to be the focal point of an offense, especially not with Joel and being on the fucking court. Um, and even if Joel is not on the court, if Ben, Toby, and, and, and Josh are on the court, you and Josh can, can share if Toby and Ben are off the court. But otherwise, Ben and Toby need to be focal points of the offense. Um, 
Al Euro a distant sixth. I mean, at this point, the way Shake is playing, the way Shake Shake has shown a propensity to break down defenders. So Shake at this point is becoming a, a, a needs to be a higher focal point than Al. Uh, but this is exactly what we need from. He played well, good defense. Again, it's a trash Wizards team, but I, I like what I saw from Al. Nothing bad. Alec Burks played fine, whatever. Um, you know, again, no, never two games in a row. There's no, this is, this is what a bench guy is. A bench guy is a guy who will not do anything for two games in a row. You know what I mean? Just not going to give you a bad game for two games in a row. It's not going to give you a good game for two games in a row. There's just no possible way. Gave a good, he, he played well. Uh, uh, what I'm liking from Alec, what I will say I'm liking from Alec is Alec is being brought in into a lot of different situations. Uh, sometimes being asked to initiate the offense, sometimes being asked to play off the ball. Uh, you know, and he's doing a really good job. I'm going to give him credit for that. You know what I mean? He's really just filling in wherever we need him to fill in, and he's doing a good job doing that. So credit to Alec doing that. Uh, Furkan, Furkan played well. He shot well. Um, his defense – uh, he, he played okay on defense last night, actually. Again, bad team. You know, he played okay on defense. You know, he had a couple good plays. Uh, Ten points, two, four rebounds, two assists. He was active. Uh, Matisse's offense right now is taking a, a little bit of a step back. We saw this earlier throughout the year. Uh, his his three-point shot just isn't the, – the form isn't there. I'm sorry. I don't see the form. You know what I mean? That form right now is not looking good. I mean, his 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 shooting elbow seems to flare out. Uh, I mean, sometimes his shooting elbow, it, it looks like it's going backwards. You know what I mean? It looks like, a, you know, it looks like, uh, it looks, what's the robot that, that fought, uh, that fought RoboCop? You know how his legs bent like this? You know what I mean? Even though he, he's facing this way. So instead of his knees bending this way, is he does the lesser sign for his knees. Well, that's what Shake's elbow, his, Shake's elbow is doing a, a greater sign on this side right now, as opposed to being a straight line. It's not looking great. Um, maybe instead of doing all these fucking YouTube videos, he should, you know what people would say that about me. Maybe you should focus on your career, Brian, instead of uh, doing videos like this, but that's not the point. Listen, I love Matisse. Don't get it fucked up. I'm joking. These are all jokes. And, and Matisse is actually the only one that I would ever say this about, that these are all jokes and shit like that. Cause usually I make these jokes about all these guys on this team and I don't ever fucking apologize about it. Uh, but I do like Matisse. He's a young dude and he's such a good fucking kid. He has a good spirit. You, you just got a good spirit. I don't know. That's not a good Brett Brown impersonation. I'm done. That actually sounded like, like, uh, like a stupid, uh, uh, Trump impersonation. Anyway, Matisse is playing. So, so Matisse's defense again. For the defense, the level of defense he brings, I'm telling you, Matisse. This is the importance, and this is what I mentioned about Rudy in the other podcast. The importance of having some offensive ability, right? Rudy skirts by on his incredible length. You know what I mean? Just doing enough to finish to finish the rim, but he doesn't offer any. Floor spacing doesn't offer. Sometimes can't make free throws. Terrible hands, as I mentioned. Um, and that's the the, the importance of, of you, you can't just be a good defender. You know what I mean? You need to have some offensive talent. Years ago, a guy like Andre Roberson, who credit for him coming back, and he's playing well. Uh, like Andre Roberson and Tony Allen, these were guys who, and, and Dennis Rodman. Where, where offenses in the NBA operated in such a way, and, and, and they operated in such a way that, that spacing wasn't it yet. We weren't talking about floor spacing. Uh, we weren't talking about floor spacing until, until the Warriors. And before the – so we really started talking about floor spacing 
two two uh in two acts before the Warriors. First, it was it well it, in one act. It was the Spurs. Well, not two acts because you could really start with the Mavericks. The Mavericks putting uh, going small and putting guys like um and, and putting Sean Marion at the four who could fill all of these gaps. Right, he can shoot. He's a three and D guy. Right, it starts with Sean Marion really. You know what I mean? It doesn't start with Sean Marion. I'm sorry. It doesn't start with Sean Marion necessarily. But but that's probably the first act. This this super offense, a, a high efficiency offense, and having a guy, a utility guy at the four, uh, who can cover all of these positions and can spread the floor. Um, but they were still doing a lot of putting Dirk at the four and having Eric Dabir at the five or having Tyson Chandler at the five. Because, right, that's how they win is Tyson Chandler at the five, Dirk's at the four. But still, a lot of floor spacing. They could go small and put Sean Marion at the four. If, if Sean Marion comes out today, he's a four. He is a power forward. Um, and then later on, you have the Heat and the Spurs. You know what I mean? Who then maximize it because what do the Heat do? The, the Spurs – Really, they I think they break the record in that the 2012, 2013. I think they break the record for most three-pointers as a team in a season, uh, and which is what starts. They have Boris at the four who can spread the floor, initiate the offense, and do a bunch of different things. Uh, 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 Timmy at the five. And it doesn't start that way because first they have uh, 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 Fabricio and Berto at their five and Timmy at the four. But as the game starts going down, they move Timmy to the four, and then they start spreading the floor with all these guys. They go small. And then they heat. They solidify it by putting Bosch at the five, finally, and Shane Battier at the four. And now you're off and running. And then this, then, then the, the Warriors essentially shatter the moniker of having positions generally once Draymond shows that he can defend every single position on the court. Their lineup of death becomes a, a thing of legend. So um, what was the point of this? So, so – so, so the point being that having guys who like Tony Allen and Andre Roberson and Matisse right now, it becomes really, really difficult. If you cannot spread the floor, you can't just because you're such a great defender. It's it's going to be hard to get you on the court. You got to be able to shoot because every NBA player offers some level of defense, no matter how bad they are. Especially if they're off the bench, they know that they have to be trying on defense if you're coming off the bench. Um, but every but even like James Harden, I've been jo- talking I'm joking about this forever. That James Harden, we we clown him for his bad defense, and I get it. His perimeter defense can be lax at times, can be lazy. Uh, his team defense can be lazy. I mean, he's just pointing out, telling people to go different places because he doesn't move. But his but his post defense is fucking incredible. It's the hilarious, and this is the same thing with with Melo years ago. Melo today too. Their post defense is incredible. You can't post these dudes up. It's one of the funnier things you'll ever see because James is kind of short. You know, he's not like super duper tall and you can't pose James Harden up. You know what I mean? So um, every guy in the NBA has some level of defense. That's why defense gets quote unquote undervalued, you could say. Right. Because because playing just defense isn't enough. You know what I mean? You can be a great defender, but if you offer no offense and that takes you off the court, well, your defense means nothing. And every single NBA player plays defense. So the replacement level of a defender in the NBA is a little bit higher than a replacement level player of an offensive player. You know what I mean? I would say because, uh, yeah, it just, it's just if you're a 30 point, if you're a 30 percent three point shooter, you're, you're a, that's, it's a slim margin being below average three-point shooter. Like, you have to be a really, really good three-point shooter to be average in the NBA. Uh, and if you're not that, that's a problem. So Matisse right now, his shot, his offense is, is definitely struggling. It's, he needs work. We, we do need him, I believe. I, I, his level of defense, 
when Ben was playing defense, I don't know what's happened to him, uh, but when it's all going well, the defense, there, our defense causes so much havoc. And with the way Joe is playing defense, this is the time. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. Matisse has got to figure out a shot. Back to Ben. I don't know what's going on with Ben. One, first of all, hopefully Ben Ben is okay. They did an MRI on his knee, came back fine. I will say the limp that I saw from Ben is scary to me. Uh, I saw a limp that tells me we're not going to see him maybe into the playoffs. That's what I saw personally, especially considering how trash our uh, our training staff is. You know what I mean? It, anything could happen. We, we don't know. We could find out next week Ben has a torn meniscus just because our fucking training staff is that bad. Uh, but they did an MRI yesterday, came back clean. Um, but the limp that I saw is a limp of someone who's going to be out for a bit. Uh, maybe, I, I, like I said, at least until the, I think until the playoffs. I really wouldn't be surprised, which is scary in our position. And I'll tell you why in a second. Um, so I don't know. But be, before that, I mean, his the offense, again, he breaks that three-pointer. Listen, Ben, I'm not going to be fooled. I've been talking about this for a while. When he shot the three-pointers against the Knicks, I wasn't super impressed because there is a difference. Listen, shooting three-pointers against bad teams doesn't, doesn't mean that I believe you're ready to shoot three-pointers. There's no pressure. There is no pressure in that situation. And that's all you're doing. Three-pointers in scrimmages, three-pointers in preseason, three-pointers against bad teams. I need to see a three-pointer against the, against the fucking Raptors. I need to see a three-pointer against the Celtics. They're going to be just as or more valuable. Because we need, we need Joe. Joe right now, the way Joe is operating, he's operating at such a high level. We can't afford to just have people allow to not have to guard you at all. You know what I mean? They're doing. We're back to running that little that little screen play where 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 Ben where Joe screens Ben's dude. You know, twelve feet from the basket, and Ben you know dives into the rim, and Ben is not finishing that at all. You know, he's throwing that fucking wild flip shot, which I always hated i've hated that shot my entire life i hate that shot when he shoots it um and is not falling uh ben's offense is struggling right now he's still passing at a high level uh that's what he does i mean that's his thing passing is is his spirit you know what i mean like that's the soul the soul of ben is to pass the ball and and uh you know he's still passing at a high level 20 and, and listen if he played 36 minutes last night he would have finished probably with like you know 13, six and eight, something like that, which is a, a more uh, subtle Ben game. But this is November Ben. This is the Ben that I traded for SGA and a bag of chips. This is the Ben that I've traded for anybody that would listen. This is, and he's, and to make matters worse, he's not playing defense still. I don't know what is going on with his defense right now. I mean, his defense is just, yesterday was a little bit less, uh, a little bit less noticeable how poor his defense has been. But, I, again, the Pacers game – and, listen, T.J. Warren is making me sick. He's making me eat my words because he's busting everybody's ass right now in the bubble. But he's still got 53 on us. He's been putting 20 points less against other teams that are supposed to have lesser defenders. We have a guy who we've been talking about for defensive player of the year. In fact, when I did my awards earlier this year, I had him third for defensive player of the year. And he deserved that shit. You know what I mean? First team all defense. Ben deserved it earlier this season. But so far in the bubble, he has gone and trended the opposite fucking direction. He has gone all the way backwards. You know what I mean? He's he has not just become an average defender, but now he's become a poorest defender. Um, 
So I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Ben. Um, hopefully he's he's okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I was scared. I thought he had thrown his back out again. Thankfully, it was just his knee, knock on wood. Thankfully, you know what I mean? I, I don't mean it to sound bad. I just mean I'm glad to hear it's not his back. Because if it was his back, understand, if it was his back, we're talking about career-threatening. Because my band has been out for, for – seven months comes back and plays a few games and his back is shot that would be fucking terrifying um but that doesn't seem to be the case so um hopefully he's okay i just don't know what's going on with his defense look he what happened to his knee was very weird you know what i mean just seemed like a very routine play and and the reason i mentioned that is because i i thought i always thought it was weird i never said this before and it doesn't matter it's kind of immaterial but when I had seen the pictures of him, it looked like he put on 10 pounds of muscle, 5, 10 pounds of muscle, easy. And it's kind of scary to have a back injury and put on weight. I can't imagine most people would want to do that. Uh, but with that being said, when you put on weight, that affects other parts of your body. You know, even if you just, if you're adding upper body muscle and lower body muscle, doesn't, I, it, you know, it's hard to quantify that. You know, it's hard to say, well, I put two pounds of muscle on my legs, three pounds of muscle on my upper body. How does that work out? Well, your joints, your joints, you, you can do only so much to strengthen tendons and stuff around your joints. Um, there's just too much weight at some point where you're not going to be able to operate, where you're, you're jumping too high, you're doing too much lateral movement to actually sustain and not injure yourself. So um, it, it seemed like a play that wasn't that crazy to me, that Ben would hurt his knee like that, uh, to be limping so severely. That's scary. I mean, Ben has not been an Iron Man. He's had injuries for sure. Uh, but you know, the usually two games here, three games here. So he may even bounce back from this sooner than I believe, but, uh, you know, just something to keep an eye on, you know, putting on weight, uh, sometimes can be dangerous that that could be a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? If you're not like Brandon Ingram, Kevin Durant, you know, especially early on, uh, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, uh, Siakam for a while, like those guys needed to put on weight. You know what I mean? Ben didn't, I don't think Ben necessarily needed to put on weight, uh, but we'll see, you know, this, maybe I'm jumping to a, a conclusion right here that doesn't even need to be jumped to. Maybe it's just like a freak thing that happened. It may never happen again. Uh, I just, I don't know how much I like watching Ben put on weight. I mean, he, his body, his physique looked incredible, but he, he needs to cut his fucking hair. That's the other thing. He needs to cut his fucking hair. I won't stop. I won't stop until he cuts his hair, man. I'm about, I'm sorry. I just shook the camera. I won't stop until he cut his, cuts his fucking hair. Jason Tatum, it took one bad game and he said, no, no, no buzz this shit off. I'm not finna be out here looking like Trey Young and also being trash. You know what I mean? Ben, cut your hair, bro. If if your hair's not helping you, it's hurting you. You know what I mean? Any dude could tell you that. Cut your hair. Um anyway, we play the magic tomorrow night. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I'm actually scared of that a little bit. The magic always give us weird problems. I don't know why. Um, well, we just have weird problems with weird teams. You know what I mean? And the magic are no different. They're a weird team. What's scary, though, the reason I mentioned I mentioned this earlier briefly, uh, it's a little worrisome. You know what I mean? That we could be in a situation where we end up playing. Um, if, if we fuck around and end up having to play the, the, the Raptors in the first round, let me tell you something. The Raptors right now are not to be fucked with uh, Wu-Tang Clan. That's the Raptors right now. You know what I mean? They are not to be fucked with. They're not to be trifled with. They are looking like the best team. They washed the Magic yesterday. I mean – Beat them by 20. They, they were up 21 at the, at, the, at the half. They had given up 38 points or something like that in the first half. This is an all-time high-scoring season in the NBA. My, this team gave up of a, a, a shot clock era, pre-shot clock era points in the first half, man. Like, 
absolutely blew them out. They're playing defense at a different level. They are terrifying. They're terrifying. Joe has problems scoring on Marcus All since Mark has gone to the Raptors. So that's where when Mark was, maybe I'm tripping, but when Mark was on the 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 uh, was on the Grizzlies, I don't remember Joe having that much problem scoring on him, but I could be wrong. Um, since he's gone to the Raptors, Joe has had a, immense problems scoring on on Marcus All. Their defense looks fucking lit. I mean, they just look motivated, dialed in. Kyle Lowry looks like fucking Isaiah Thomas right now in his prime, like like Pistons Isaiah Thomas, like that type of player, you know, just those in the shit. They're they're marching to his lead. Good for him, man. That dude not only had at the beginning of this year, I said he he was almost like a friend. I was almost treating him like a fringe Hall of Famer. You know, it was like well, now he got a championship. I think he'll probably get into the Hall of Fame. Right now, the way that team moves is completely it's Kyle, man. They are just they move with Kyle. You know what I mean? And credit to him. And, and then, and and Mark, trust me, Mark is an underrated part of that. He brings that same, same grit and grind thing from the Grizzlies to this Raptors team with a more efficient offense. They have a lot of guys. Uh, it, it's a, it's scary, man. It's just scary. I just want to put that out there. Maybe I'll do an NBA podcast later this week or spinning around the end of later this week, maybe tomorrow. Like a spin around the NBA. Um, it, the Raptors look terrifying. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would pick them to win a championship. I'll probably put money on them because the odds are good. But they are fucking terrifying. I can't imagine any team right now is looking at the Raptors and saying, I want to play them. Um, but knowing us, we'll we'll trash the Raptors. Knowing us, we'll beat them by 30. You know what I mean? And then the very next game, we'll go we'll go lose to the Nets by 100. So, you know, you take take with it what you will. Take with it what you will. We we play to our level of competition as evidence on Christmas Day when we fucked the Bucks all the way up. Um, and then as evidence to, 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 to February as we're getting blown out by the dumbass Cavaliers. Um, so, you know, take with it with a grain of salt. I just, it, it's a terrifying team. Uh, and I just bring that up because they blew out the Magic. The Magic are going to come in probably motivated. Uh, you know, they need wins. You know what I mean? They, they need wins. So they're probably going to come in, uh, you know, with, with a little extra umph to beat us. And we, again, we struggled against magic for some reason. Um, I'm not going to make the magic joke. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, that's it, everybody. A uh, good win. Uh, you know, uh, 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 okay. When every win is a good win, no win is bad per se, but you know, just not a lot to glean from this. I would say that's super positive. Just glad to see that Joe again is continuing his, um, just continuing the level of play that we're seeing right now is really fucking encouraging. Like this Joe is the world beater. Like, this is fucking Stormbringer in Thor's hands. That's what this Joe is. This is the reminder of what the best center in the NBA should be, the most destructive defensive force and also a destructive offensive force. That's how you become the best center in the NBA. That's why Joe is the best defensive center, because Joe is a fucking defensive mixture of Rudy Gobert to an offensive mixture of Cat. Uh, or any of the other better offensive centers in the NBA. Anyone who can do that on both levels at that high of a level is the best center in the NBA. This is Hakeem in his prime, mixed with Shaq's size. That's what we're seeing over the last three games of this bubble. That is who we have. Hopefully he continues this for the rest of the remainder of his career. And what we have is one of the best players of all time. I, you know, I'll, I'll never not say that. You know, appreciate what we're saying from Joe. Uh, you know, there's a little things, a couple small things I would like to see him clean up uh, a little bit. Again, the losing of the ball, he, he gets a little, a little, just loose with the ball. Um, but other than that, I mean, the, just, just, you know, glad to see Joe is still, is, is playing at this high of a level. 
Uh, everybody, wash your hands. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Uh, social distance your ass off. Please, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of this. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be able to flake on things again. I miss flaking on. I miss saying I'm gonna show up to something because I know what's gonna happen, and then not showing up to it. I miss that. You know, I get energy from saying, nah, never mind, at the last minute. Uh, so please, please, I need the world to open back up so I can do that again. Uh, please do it for me. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Um, everybody, take care. Black Lives Matter. Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Anything else? A a all of the things. All of the things again. Um, all of the things. And yeah, that's it. Take care. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhyme that are coming from my mind. Used to come in